Welcome. Thank you for listening. We're currently working our way through the book of Joshua, celebrating the God who keeps every promise he has ever made. If you're in the Milwaukee area and you're looking for a church home, we'd love to meet you. You can connect with us more through our website, harvestcommunity.org. This morning we'll be in the book of Joshua, chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. Our preacher this morning is Pastor Alain Alfonso. If you didn't hear him when he was here just a couple of months ago, he is a pastor in Guatemala City, Guatemala, at Casa de Libertad, the House of Freedom. And we are privileged to call him a new friend here at Harvest. And he is here candidating as our next pastor. And so we want you to warmly welcome him this morning. And we want to receive the word that God has for us first in the book of Joshua and the word that God has placed on Pastor Alain's heart. So I will read for us the text, Joshua 22. Joshua summoned the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh and told them, You have done everything Moses the Lord's servant commanded you and have obeyed me in everything I commanded you. You have not deserted your brothers, even once this whole time, but have carried out the requirement of the command of the Lord your God. Now that he has given your brothers rest, just as he promised them, return to your homes in your own land that Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you across the Jordan. Only carefully obey the command and instruction that Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you to love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, keep his commands, be loyal to him, and serve him with all your heart. In all your soul, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I had been spending the last couple of days meeting some of you, and I'm looking forward to, to meet the ones that I haven't had the chance. Uh, I bring some greetings from Guatemala. Nancy and my boys, Evan and Ian, say hi. Say hola, actually. <laughs> uh, they, they couldn't come this time, but we're looking forward um, to for next time that we visit, that it will be the four of us. So you will get to... To, to meet them. They, I, I will ask for your prayers. In a month for today, we have a, uh, our voice visas interview. So uh, we can get all the prayers that, that we can have. Uh, we will appreciate it. We feel very optimistic. Nancy and I had both of us had visas for over 20 years. So we feel very optimistic, but prayers are appreciated. So since the purpose of the visit is for you to get to know me a little bit, let me tell you a little story about uh, my childhood. So when I was about 10 to 12 years, um, I was just outside of my house, and my neighbor was building an extra room. 
And uh, he hired this guy. Uh, so I was outside. He hired this guy. And the guy was like, hey, you want to make a little bit of money? It wasn't a lot of money. He offered a little. I went to my parents, asked if they will give me permission to, to do it. And they were like, yeah, make your own money. Learn how to earn money. Uh, so, so yeah, we carry, I just helped him carrying materials and stuff. It took us about two hours. But... Um, my neighbor didn't come back. He, he wasn't living there. He was just building the extra room. Didn't come back for a while. So I went back inside my house, and this person told me, whenever he comes and pays me, I will go by your house, knock at your door, and give you what, what I promise you. Long story short, he never came up. So... Come, came by, so I was, I was... That was the very first time that I feel betrayed or, like really discouraged and disappointment. And I was like, I remember until this day that I was feeling like, how can somebody will say this, make me do all this work and don't keep his word? Like, how can that happen? And of course, it hasn't been the last time that that happened to me, but I can remember clearly the feeling of betrayal and just disappointment that I had that, at that moment. Does that ever happen to you at some point? Somebody betray you? Maybe you lend some money to someone and never pay you back? Or like somebody promised something to you and wasn't faithful? Or maybe on the other hand, you were the one that promised something and didn't keep your, your word. Maybe it happens a lot as parents with our kids that we will say, oh, we're going to go to your practice and something comes in the middle and we don't show up. And our kids will f feel that disappointment or even worse, we promise things to our bosses that we don't do, our spouses that we don't do. We promise things to God that we don't do. So we all can feel connected in this but last week, uh, Pastor Caleb teaches about the faithfulness of God, so different from us. We can trust in him. We can rely on him because he's going to be faithful. He's going to keep his word. We can, we can believe that. We can trust in that. We can rely on that. But we are different. So last week, he, he, he was talking how he promised um, that he, he was talking about how God keep his word um, given the Israelites the land that was promised. So when I was preparing this sermon, I thought it would be a good idea to, to have a map on. But I will give you a little, a little, a little story about how I became uh, with the map. First, let's just read, the, read again the, the, the word of God about this Today's passage, so we'll have it in, in context, okay? So why don't we go to Joshua chapter 22, verses 1 to 5, that says, At that time Joshua summoned the Rovanites and Gadites and half-tribe of Manasseh and said to them, You have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. You have not forsaken your brothers these many days down to this day, but had been careful to keep the charge of the Lord your God. 
And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brothers as he promised them. Therefore, turn and go to your tents in the land where your possession lies, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. Only be very careful to observe the commandment and the law that Moses, servant of the Lord, commanded you, to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So last week we learned about God being faithful and keeping his word and, and his promises. But in this passage today, we see people being faithful and keeping the word. There's, a, there's several char- characters. There is the two and a half tribes, there is Moses, there's Joshua, there's the rest of the tribes, and of course, there's God. So this is beautiful. And there's a beautiful intention in patterns that are in these five verses that repeat over and over again. We will see words like commandment, obedience, and service being repeated. And that's, that's with an intention. And you, you, you know that when something is repeated over and over again, that, mean, that means that it's important. So to give you a little bit of context, I decided to, to put a map on. But last time that I was here, I also put a map on. So when I was telling my wife, I'm going to put a map, because it, it's just easier for me. I'm a graphic, visual kind of person, so it's just easy for me. She was like, you're going to put a, a map again? People will think that you're obsessed with maps. <laughs> and the truth is that I am. <laughs> I love maps. I just love to, to, to see them so I can like find myself and just think, oh, how much distance will be from one place to another, and what can I find from here? So I had been spending lots of hours just watching the Wisconsin map and just the Oak Creek map. So it's like, so when you told me, oh, Racine, oh, yeah, I know, it's from on south, and Illinois, so, oh, yeah, and like Green Bay, I wanted to go to Green Bay and watch the Packers, of course. <laughs> Uh, so I know it's up north, so yeah, I have, I, I have to spend some time watching the, the map. But I put it up because I want you guys, you guys to understand uh, what happened. So in Numbers chapter 32, uh, the, the, the two tribes, the Reubenites and Gadites, that are on the right side of, of, of the screen, uh, the, the whole tribes, the 12 tribes, were on the east side of the, of the, the Jordan River. And they were, they were about to enter to the Promised Land. But these two tribes went to Moses and said, like, we really like this part of the land because it would be good for a, of livestock. We have a lot of livestock, and we, just want, we don't want to enter to the Promised Land. We, we want to live here even when that wasn't the promised land. So Moses replied to them and told them, if you do that, the rest of the tribes will get discouraged. Because they will be like, oh, if they're staying, we don't want to go. We we will be afraid. He even reminded them that that happened before with the previous generation. When 
Joshua, Caleb, and 10 other spies went to spy for, to the promised land, and they, just Joshua and Caleb came back with good report, but the others just gave a bad report and put uh, like fear into the, the people. So Moses reminded that to the Gadites and the, and the Reubenites and, and was like, don't do that because then the rest of the tribes will get discouraged. And they came back with a response. They, they, they came back with a plan and said, like, why don't we go and help you conquer the land? And then when it's all finished and we have conquered the land, can we go back and live in this area? So that's the behind story. That's the context of the passage that we're studying today. So you know how many years they have to go with to, to conquer the promised land? Seven years. So they keep their word because Moses allowed that. And then they renew, when Moses died, they renew that same promise to Joshua. And they fulfill and they were faithful to whatever they promise. So that's the context of the passage. So now that God gave rest to the whole nation of Israel, Israelite, now Joshua summoned them and told them, you can go back to your tents. Seven years they had to be away from family. They, of course, they, some historian says like they will have time to just go and visit their families, but they have to be faithful for seven years and like be away from from their families, and uh, there will be casualties. So it, it's not something easy to to understand. But you can see that all of them were faithful, and that Moses was faithful. Uh, as well, and then Joshua renewed the, this. When they renewed the promise, he was faithful to say, "Like, well, you can go back." So that's 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 just something amazing. So us as people, the same that God, we can be faithful to whatever the promise we do to one each other and to Him, and this is something that we can we can see on on this passage, but. If you're getting confused because of my broken English, and um, I, I understand, but I just want you to pay attention in one thing, okay? So if you're not going to listen to the rest of the sermon, it's okay. <laughs> pay attention to one thing. God is going to be faithful. He is, he is he's going to keep his word. Whatever he promised in his word, he is going to be faithful. Like we fail... We are faithless, but he's faithful. There's one verse that always like, brings relief to me because I, I know I'm not faithful all the time. It's in 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 2, verse 13. It says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So that's the way he is. We are not. He is faithful. And he cannot deny himself. So we see all these people being faithful for seven years. And we're like, oh, I, I'm not really sure if I can be faithful over seven years to go to war and to just face this thing, the, this 
terrible things. It, it, was, it wasn't easy. So you might think, well, that, that's something that I'm not really sure if I can, I can commit. But we fail God so many times, but he remains faithful because that's the way he is. When, it, when we're talking about faithfulness, we can find ourselves in three different categories. So the first category is that it's people that says like, how can I become, how can I be faithful to God if I don't even know him? If I don't know God, I don't know who Jesus is, how can I be faithful to him? And, and that's okay, but let me tell you, God, he knows who you are. And he loves you. And he loves you so much that he sent his only son to earth. He lived a perfect life and died on the cross in substitution of your sins and my sins. So you're, maybe you're in this category where you say like, well, I'm not faithful to God because I don't even know who he is. But he knows you. And he wants you to listen to this, that he loves you. And he died on the cross for you. And raised on the third day for, for you to be, if you put your trust in that, he will give you eternal life. And that's his promise. And he's going to be faithful to that promise. But there's a second category. That's a, the second category is for people like you and I that we are not faithful the whole time. Maybe it's people or you're going in a season where you have abandoned some of your spiritual disciplines, you just don't read the Bible anymore, you don't pray anymore, you feel resentful, you have uh, just stopped going to small groups or like just visit church once in a while. And if you're in that category, there's one thing, there's only one thing you need to do, and that's turn and repent. You just need to repent. And there's one Bible verse that talks, teaches about this. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us for all unrighteousness. So if you are in that category, I, I, I just want to tell you, don't stay there. There's only one thing, and he is not far away. He is right there when you turn and repent, and you just need to confess. Proverbs 28, verse 13, it says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So, Please don't stay there. If you had been faithless, he's faithful to forgive your sins if you just come and confess. But there's a third category. And I'm not there. But the Reubenites, Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh were there. They were faithful. And maybe some of you had been faithful. They, you, you know God as your Lord and Savior. And you just had been faithful, always walking in obedience to him. And first, let me tell you congratulations. I admire you. Being in this world with so many temptations, with a strong enemy that we have, and you cling to God, and 
love him and serve him, I admire you. And, but I wanted to, to tell you, keep up, keep up, and just remind you the same exhortation that was given to the Reubenites, Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. I want to exhort you the same way. In verse 5, Joshua told them to only be very careful to observe the commandment and the love of Moses, servant of the Lord. So if you are being faithful, please just keep it up and just remember and be careful not to forget because it's so easy to forget. You have to be very careful to love, to, con to, to keep his words, to be in obedience. And some of you might think, this is a big list. It's hard. Serve with all my heart and with all my soul and walk and cling to him. I'm not really sure if, if, if I'm able to do that. But either way you think this list is long or short, Jesus at one point in Matthew 20, 22, it was, he was asked, there's an event when he was asked about what's the summary of the, of the, of the law. So what did you go with and read with me? Verse uh, 36, Matthew 22, it says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And... The, and a second is like it. You should love your neighbor as yourself. On, those, in this, on these two commandments depends all the law and the prophets. So whenever we read this, it's a, resume, a, a summary of this list that Joshua gave to, to these two and a half tribes. To love God and to love your neighbor. And if you love God... You, if you really love God, you will serve him, you will cling to him, you will walk in his ways, you are going to keep his commandments, you're going to be obedient if you love God. You're going to love your neighbor. It's, it's simple. It's hard to do it, to practice it, but it's simple. That's why this exhortation is so important, because it, it just points to what's important, to love God. And that's why the exhortation is be careful, because we forget about it. And the interesting thing is like how these two and a half tribes show or demonstrate how that they love God and that they obey him and that they will serve him. They demonstrated going to war. And Moses and Joshua demonstrate that they will serve the Lord and that they love God through guiding a nation. And you may think that sometimes we think that serving the Lord is just volunteering at church or playing or preaching or sharing, but that, that's not true. The truth is like we all are servants of, of, of the Lord at all times in your house, in your home, in your business, in, at your job, you are servant of the Lord. Same way they, they were serving the Lord going to war, same way they were serving the Lord 
going, uh, guiding a nation, intervene, being the intermediary between God and, and people, they were serving the Lord. So when you, when you ask the question, who can serve the Lord or who needs to serve the Lord, the answer is everyone, all of us. And when I can serve the Lord, at all times. So who can serve? All of us. When we can serve? At all time. Every time we are at the service service of the Lord. A person came to my office uh, last week and he told me, he's one of my mentors and we were preparing this uh, like formation program and he told me that at church, there's always attention. There's always attention between young people and old people. Young people will bring dynamics, creativity, and strength. And old people will bring expertise and wisdom. But there's this tension to work together. Uh, but they, when finally work together and they find unity, it's something beautiful. To, to just see how God brings people together and make, make things work. This month, I will turn 40. So young people see me as old, and old people see me young. So I'm in the middle. <laughs> I start growing some gray hair, and I'm not as fast, I'm not as strong. I start wearing glasses. Uh, so all of that will be okay if I notice that I also had become wiser. But I'm in the middle. I'm going through a middle age crisis. <laughs> so I'm, I'm weak. I'm still stupid. So <laughs> I'm ready to be 60. I mean, <laughs> the point is, young like little or older, we all have to serve the Lord at all times. All of us need to do it. Like either you're, if you're young at all, like I know that was a bad joke, but <laughs> the point is we are all in, in service of, of the Lord and you can do it. Um, you will like when we see this passage, we're, we wonder what happened with those Later, like what happened with, did they remain faithful? What happened with those? And I will tell you, come next week, because they are going to explain to you what, <laughs> what happened. They just wanted to have this hook there, so you will come next week. But Matthew Henry says, talking about this passage, he, he makes a comment that I, I want to read for you. It says, those that had command, the commandment have it in vain unless they do the commandment. And it will not be done all right unless they take heed, diligent heed. In particular, to love the Lord our God as the best of beings as the be, and the best of friends. And as far as this principle rules, rules in the heart, there will be a constant care and sincere endeavor 
to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments at all times, in all conditions, with purpose of heart, of cleave unto him, and to serve him with all, all heart and at, with all your or souls. Can you imagine how your life will be if you take this exhortation and decide to, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna love God, I'm gonna walk in his ways, I'm gonna cling to him. Can you imagine how your life could be and turn? If you're in one of those three categories, how can your life will change? How your, the people that surround you at home, at work, at, at school, how can life can change for you if you decide I'm gonna take that exhortation and put it in practice? But now I want you to imagine how if all of us in this room take the same exhortation and decide to do it. Can you imagine what will happen in Harvest, in Oak Creek, in Milwaukee? Can you imagine if we are all decide to, I'm gonna love God and I'm gonna serve him, whatever I am at all times, all of us, there will be revival, there will be a, a revolution of people that really loves God and loves it's his neighbor. Something that I love about this passage, in only five verses, Moses is described as the servant of the Lord. Three times he is acknowledged with that title. And it just makes me think, it makes me pray, that's, that's the way I want to be known. Not just remember, that's the way I want to be known, a lying servant of the Lord. That's the way I want you to be remembered. That's the way I want you to be acknowledged, servant of the Lord. If that will be true for us, everything will change. I'm encouraged by this because when we see Later on, on Matthew 25, verse 23, it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter in the joy of your master. So if we, we take this exhortation and we, like, hit diligently to do it. We will have joy. Like, it doesn't matter if whatever you're serving, it's not noticed by others, God will see it. And, he, and it, it will be so great that he will tell you, not others, but he will tell you, well done. You have been faithful. He is faithful, but the same way that they were faithful, Reubenites, eyes, Moses, Joshua, the rest of the tribes, At, up to this moment, that can be our reality. Seven years, 40 years ahead, that can be your life. And you're gonna be full of joy. He's gonna have his glory for whatever you do. But you are gonna be able to just feel this joy 
of doing it because you love him. So please don't forget what you have to do. Be careful. Not be careful. Be very careful. Be very careful not to forget to obey, to keep, to love, to clean, and to serve. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for these testimonies, these accounts that we see. It happened so many centuries ago. But you're the same now. And we take this exhortation in a way that we want to do it. So please help us, God, to be faithful to you, to love you. Help us to be faithful to God, to your word, and obey, and to keep your commandments close to us. So we are remind, we're, we have it in mind at all times. Please, Lord, help us to cling to you and walk in your ways, because we need you. Please, Lord, help us remember that we are here to serve you. When we are at home with our kids, when we are with our parents, when we are at our, in the marketplace, we are servants of you. That's the way we want to be acknowledged by others. But, but even, even better to be acknowledged by you. And you will give us the joy of doing that and be faithful to that. So please help us to be careful, to be very careful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.